After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is Senator Daniel Akaka, America's first senator of Native Hawaiian ancestry and the only Chinese-American member of the United States Senate. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Senator Daniel Akaka. Welcome to our show, Senator. Aloha. So, in your own words, can you tell us what you do as senator? What What do you do as a senator? You know, what is your day like? Busy. It's um, a day of uh, schedules, a day of attending many, many meetings, many briefings with my staff, meeting many, many people from Hawaii. So it's a day that begins at 8 a.m. for me, and heaven knows when it is at night. It depends on on the agenda, and it depends on uh, how much senators want to talk on the floor. But it's a, a very busy time. As a matter of fact, I would say very often my schedule is not kept because of other things that are happening. A phone call that comes in that takes more time than I thought, or people come in and they say, you know, or they want to see me from Hawaii, and uh, they're not on my schedule. But I work like a doctor because I have several rooms, and so we have we bring them in a room, and although I am with a group, I'd excuse myself and drop in on them and say hello and then get back again. And so you can imagine uh, the kind of day there is for me, and there are days where I miss lunch. Because the day just uh, the time just passes by and uh, there's no time for lunch, but I tell you I enjoy that work, and I enjoy it because it's people, people work, and it's people uh, from Hawaii, as well as people from Washington D.C. And I should tell you that my work also is shifting from culture to culture. When I meet people from Hawaii. You know, there's a Hawaii culture. And when I deal with people from Washington, there's the Washington culture. And I tell you that Hawaii and the style of Hawaii plays such an important part in getting things done. Uh, when I first went to Congress, experts would tell me, hey, you got to change. And of course, I asked how. And they'd say, you got to be out there more often. you got to speak louder. you got to challenge people. you you got to challenge them in a way where you threaten them, you know, on the floor or in committees to get things done. And I would tell them, hey, that's not my style. My style is a Hawaiian style of operating. And that I've kept from day one. So my feeling is that I'm there to reflect Hawaii. 
And then how has that style worked for you while you're up there? Do you find it works well? Beautifully, as far as I'm concerned. Because people, when they come to my office, and they tell me, they say, wow, they feel so comfortable, so free. And to me, how best to talk business with people who are comfortable, free, and friendly. And to me, this is what helps me to get what I need done. And uh, they walk away feeling good, like you, doing greater good. And uh, so when I think back of people telling me that I should not be that, I can't understand that. And I've done the Hawaiian reflection. All the years I've been there, and i got to tell you that it works. And for me, this is why I feel Hawaii is so important, Hawaii as, as a state, as a people, are so important to uh, the country, the United States of America, because we need to spread this Hawaiian style to our sister states and eventually to the world. And for me, that's, that's a mission of Hawaii. And as one person, I'm, I'm doing this, and of course with the hope that others will begin to pick it up. And I tell you, for my staff, I look upon myself as an ohana, a family, and we work that way as a family. And we have differences, of course, but at least, you know, as a family, you can work these things out and uh, not cause other problems. But I tell you, uh, the Hawaiian style, let me put it that way simply, Hawaiian style really makes a good difference in the kind of work that I do there. And so for that reason, I enjoy it. And I do all of that for the single purpose of helping people, and in particular the people of Hawaii and the people of our country and looking at the world as well. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Senator Daniel Akaka. Senator Daniel Akaka started his career as a teacher and principal at the State of Hawaii Department of Education. So, Senator, how was the transition for you? You know, you started off in Congress, and then you went into Senate when uh, Senator Martinaga passed away. How was the transition for you? Were you ready for the position? No question about that. Everyone who serves in the House looks at the Senate. The Senate, by perception, people look at it as a higher level. And the only reason 
is that the members of the House represent districts of 500,000, whereas a senator represents a state. So you take Hawaii, for instance. We have 1.3 million people, not quite 1.5. So we're entitled to two representatives. You look at California, they have 56 representatives. So that kind of gives you an idea of the population of, of the state of California. And so the Senate is looked upon as 100 senators. And sometimes they call us elite. Sometimes they call us worse than that. And, uh, uh, but it's a compact group of people who are equal. When I say equal, I have the equal vote with a senator from California. It, so it doesn't matter about the population, but we represent our people. And also, the huge difference for me was when I was in a house, the reporters never touched me. They never came to see me. But when I got to the Senate, wow, they hounded me. But again, that's another difference. And they look upon comments that we make as being national and not state. And today, it's getting to be international. So we get these kind of questions and comments that we have to make. But these are slight differences, as I've said. But there are other differences uh, between the Senate and, and, and the House. And in the Senate, the international people, other countries in the world, look upon us differently, too. And... So it's, it's really a great honor for me to serve in the United States Senate at this time and something that I didn't dream of when I was little. So what did you dream of when you were little? What did you think you were going to be? Well, to be blunt, I wanted to work at Pearl Harbor. And the reason at that time is I felt Pearl Harbor was a place that where you can have a steady job. And it was. It was a place like that. And uh, I knew families of some people who worked at Pearl Harbor, and gee, I really admired them. Because here they worked for the United States government, and they had a firm job, they had good pay. And so as I went through elementary school, my thought was, wow, I've got to prepare to, to be able to work at Pearl Harbor one day. And when you say work at Pearl Harbor, what exactly or what role did you want to play um, working Well, I, I didn't have an idea of what role. I just wanted a job. At Pearl Harbor, and the reason is because of the way I was brought up in my family. Uh, you know, we lived in Powell Valley. Uh, we had a two-bedroom two house with eight children, and my father and mother, you know, were very spiritual, and I feel that that's what really carried us along, and I look upon my family as being uh, brought up well by my ma and my pa. My grandfather now came from Fukien, China, which is my father's father, and married, of course, my grandma. And so my father was the one with Chinese. My mother was pure Hawaiian. And uh, so we were brought up in Poho Valley, in Tarapach Valley. And I went to Poho School together with Papakolia kids. So the school was became known as the Billy Goat School, because the Papa Kulia kids would run up and down the mountainside to school. But that was the kind of beginning I came from. So thinking of Pearl Harbor, you know, was a natural thing uh, for me. And I think that if 
one of my good friends when I was that age told me, hey, you're going to be U.S. Senator one day. I think I'd punch him in the mouth because <laughs> I said, hey, no way I would be a U.S. Senator, but I am. And I, I thank God and I, I feel so honored to be able to be in this position. And I thank the people of Hawaii. And I hope they realize that without them, I wouldn't be there. And uh, uh, with, without uh, them giving that, me that, that uh, opportunity to help the people of Hawaii, I wouldn't have been able to help the people of Hawaii. So, so I, I really look upon that as a great honor. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Senator Daniel Kaka. So before break, you were mentioning about if a friend had told you you'd be a U.S. Senate, in, in the U.S. Senate, you'd punch them in the mouth. So what, you know, what brought you into politics? Why did you get involved? Well, from the way I said it, you know about my childhood. It wasn't that easy. And sometimes that's the way we, we settle things. But as I grew up, I think the, the first thing that moved me in, in a higher direction was when I attended Kwananako uh, School after I left Powell Elementary and took deep interest in, in the student council. And so, of course, tried and became the representative for my classroom in the student council. That was the seventh grade. Was so interested in that so that in the eighth grade, I ran for president. <laughs> And uh, during the latter part of the eighth grade year, I had to campaign, you know. And uh, so I got into this campaigning thing to to get elected as the president of the school. And I got elected. So in my ninth grade, I was president of Corner of Course School and, and uh, presided over the, the student council and uh, was in a position that... Uh, Every event there, you were up front, you know, and had to say things. And so I would say that uh, that brought to me, you know, a different kind of possibility. And because, I would say because I was president of Kwananako, uh, Kamehameha Schools came after me and uh, asked me to go to Kamehameha, and I refused and I refused because, and I told him, I said, I, I wanted to go to McKinley High School. And the reason is that all my sisters and brothers before me um, all went to McKinley. 
and at home they would talk about McKinley, so I knew names of teachers and and the activities in McKinley, and I thought, wow, it's a school I want to go to. So I refused Kamehameha, and they came after me again. And they, By the third time, I guess they kind of under, understood my predicament, and the pred- predicament was money, because my dad worked at Honolulu Works, and um, I guess he just had enough to take care of the family. And so finally they came and they said, look, we want you at Kamehameha. We want to offer you a scholarship. Well, that was something else. And for that I accepted, and I'm so glad I did, because uh, Kamehameha really helped me to be ready for what I'm doing now. And it was a military school, as you know, at that time. We woke up with a bugle, went to sleep with a bugle. We wear uniforms all all day. And uh, when I graduated, we had only 36 boys in the senior class. And so you can imagine what happened to us in sports and everything. We had to do everything. And we were assigned to play football, play basketball, baseball, whatever, run track. And uh, because we had only 36 boys, but but it was good for me because we had two two tracks of educational system. Was that one was the academic track, and the other one was the industrial track, and we had to do two tracks, and that again really helped me in the future, because the industrial track took us to carpentry, mechanics, machinists, um, through electricity and and all these industries. And we did that all the way until we uh, got to the 11th grade. And at that time, Kamehameha had four years of high school, 10th grade, low 11th, high 11th, and senior. And the reason for that is the last two years, we went out to work and to work in the industry that we trained. And on the other hand, we had the academic track that we had to work on even on Saturday. So, but quickly, uh, that's uh, what I, I think about Kamehameha and, and many other things, but that's w- one way it, it helped me uh, to be where I am. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Hawaiian time, Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites, For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? 
Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Senator Daniel Akaka. So, Senator Akaka, being from Hawaii, a lot of times we have this kind of an inferiority complex where we don't feel that we're as good as people from you know other areas, the mainland or internationally. How did you, did you have that when you went to the Senate or did you overcome it? What do you think about that? I would think that somebody who comes from Hawaii like I did would be at awe going to a place like Washington, D.C. And yet I had a feeling in me that after being there and looking at, at the situation there that, uh, that we could uh, make a difference. And so for me, there wasn't an inferiority complex. I felt I was there equal equal with other uh, with other congressmen, equal with other senators. And I, I was, because I had a vote like they did. And uh, so I would say it's a place where you don't really have an inferiority complex because you, you're equal. And I guess you may have that in other kinds of relations with other people. But for me, coming from Hawaii, and I've got to say this, and emphasize this, that Hawaii is a special place. And I experienced that when I was in the House and in the Senate. Because the leaders of, of, of the House and the Senate looked upon Hawaii differently. And so, I, in a way, I was a, a kind of special person. And I also need to tell you that whenever I travel around the world to other countries, they would introduce us. But when it, when they say, Akaka from Hawaii, the leaders stop and they turn around. You know, so so I know there's this different feeling about Hawaii. And so people from Hawaii should never have a complex, an inferiority complex. I think we add to whatever the situation is and make it better and bring greater good to to whatever the situation is. And so my answer is I don't remember having an inferiority complex and I feel that we have so much to offer other people in our country and the rest of the world. So what message can you give to our listeners on why they may want to get involved with public service? It's something I think that it's part of you or you're growing up, you're nurturing. In my family, my mother and dad, you know, bless them, uh, were really, as I said, I mentioned the word spiritual. So they really nurtured us in that, in that way so that we felt about people and we, uh, we wanted to, we cared about people. And so growing up that way, caring about people was what I was all about. So when I was ready to go to college, I tried to think, now, which way am I going? And, of course, the, what it was in my mind was that I wanted to do something that can help people. And so I looked at education as that field where it can help young people. 
And uh, I felt, well, that's the way I'm going, and I did. I'm glad I, I went there because I it did work for me. It, it I've helped hundreds of young people growing up in Hawaii, and uh, I've met many people who are helping other people. So it's a leverage, you know, that grows. And that's why I feel so good about where I've been and where I'm coming from and where I'm going because I'm using this leverage to to continue to do better things and to help people who need that help. And uh, this is what I'm all about. This is what I'm I'm doing in the U.S. Senate, and I look upon this as a great opportunity. So in closing, are you able to share with us a quick song See, those listening can't see his face right now. But, you know, as we bring people on that we know they can sing, we like to invite them to finish up with a you know quick song. Well, let me then sing a song that has meaning for me. And I try to do this up there. And it's reflecting Hawaii. And when I say rainbow, for me in Paul Valley, since I was young, the rainbow was very important because my dad would always say, look at the rainbow. And in Paul Valley, we always had, had the rainbow. So the rainbow was was something that was important to me and my lifestyle. And and as I grew up, it became more meaningful. And now it, it's, it really uh, helps me uh, convey the feeling of harmony, feeling of beauty, the feeling of spirituality because it's something you can't grab but it's there it's uh, something that brings the color of each ethnic group out and when you put the ethnic groups together the colors are rainbow and that's Hawaii the diversification of Hawaii is a rainbow of people and to me that's a huge strength that Hawaii has and it makes things better because when people are together in, in harmony, they tend to care and do things for each other and and help each other to be better. And so this, this is a song. Where I live, there are rainbows with life and the laughter of mornings. And starry nights Where we live There are rainbows With flowers full of colors And birds filled with song I can smile when it's raining And touch the warmth of the sun. I hear children laughing in this place that we love, Hawaii, the United States of America. Where we live, there are rainbows with life in the laughter of mornings and stars.
Aloha. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii. <laughs> 